Welcome back to Tapped In. I'm here today with my homie Jackson Elmore. We're coming at you live from In Balance Transitional Living. Rehab. Rehab, baby. It's fucking lit. Um, and we're just going to have a little conversation today about spirituality and whatever comes to light, you know? Um, I guess I'll start with like a little bit of my backstory and kind of like where I come from mentally when it comes to this throughout my life. Um, because right now, you know, while I'm sitting here, I'm a very spiritual person. I think of God every day, and I believe. I have faith. I wouldn't say believe, but I would say I have faith in, in, a, in a power that's much greater than myself, something that I can't really comprehend as a human being. But that hasn't always been the case. In fact, it's only been the case for a little under half a year. Mm-hmm. And right out the get-go, um, I'm adopted, so I'm adopted. My parents are white. My adoptive parents are white. My birth parents are Native American. Um, and, you know, knowing that, you know, right there from the roots of me is a very spiritual culture. You know, yeah, Native Americans sure. are very spiritual. Yeah. Um, I was adopted when I was five days old, so I had no... I didn't know that I was adopted for a while, um, and I couldn't really comprehend it. And my parents were never super religious. I liked Christmas solely because I got, like, bomb presents. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like, I didn't really think about God. I didn't understand that. And I definitely got a vibe. My Before my birth mother died, she would send me, like, little packages about, like, Native American stuff, like totem poles and stuff, so I could mm-hmm. learn about it. And, like, I could feel this, like really uncomfortable sense that it was like not holy but like there was something to it that was like like I could feel it just like looking at the literature and stuff yeah. I could feel like this really weird sense and I hated it I did not like it at all mm. and also since I was a kid like growing up there's like a very there's a weird thing because I was turned off completely by religion I thought like I was like freaked out I don't, it wasn't because of the concept of what they were doing. It was just like when I would see pictures of church or when I would go to church, like with my friends who went to church, I would just feel like very uncomfortable. Like it was just mm. fucking weird. Like I didn't get it. It just felt gross. Like I, I felt this energy that like I didn't like at all. And so the concept of people believing in God was fine to me, but like I was so disconnected from that reality. Like that just wasn't who I was and it wasn't ever like something that I could imagine myself believing and so as I got older I almost solidified it for myself that like there's not a God for me Um, after you know (laughs) I've shared this this with you I I believe Mm -hmm. I was sexually assaulted as a kid and at that, you know, time, uh, the things that, like, as, a, as someone who isn't, the things you hear about religion when you're not religious, it's like, oh, God is great, yeah. God gives you stuff, God is, like, you don't really get that it's a back-and-forth relationship. Right. But what I understood about God was that he was, like, this really dope dude in the clouds that was, like, <laughs> awesome and was really nice. Yeah. And so after that happened, I was like, no, fuck that, like, there's no way. Um, 
Like, there's absolutely no way. Uh, and my parents weren't anti-religious, but they were just like, they didn't really think about it either. Um, and then, you know, skip like a decade or so, and, you know, I'm doing drugs like head over heel, and I've pretty much lost myself. And at first I thought I had lost myself in a way where it was like, I didn't know what I wanted, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just lost myself in life. But then it became a much more existential, like, I'm lost. Hmm. Like, because when I look back at it now, what I was doing is I was placing myself in the position of God. By not believing that there's a power higher than greater, that there's a greater power than myself, is in, a, in an essence, that's putting me in that position. If there's nothing greater than me, then I'm the greatest right. that there can be. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm better than you, but just me as a human is the epitome of life. Mm. And when I had lost myself so deeply with like addiction, I just felt like, utterly lost like I didn't even know what I was there wasn't even that belief to hang on to right because you lost you lost your sense of self and then if you couldn't right. if you were seeing yourself as that higher power exactly and then it's you gone. lost your sense of self and right. like, what is and it? so then naturally I went into a place of searching where if like if I can't believe in myself like if I don't have faith in myself as that being then what is what else is there mm-hmm. And that's how I started to not believe in or have faith. And that's just how I started started to become willing to accept that maybe there's something bigger. Yeah. And then, okay. you know, through a lot of teaching, like at, you know, at programs and at Red Oak and, yeah. you know, throughout all that experience, it's actually, really, like, really freeing to, like, I'm not God. Yeah. And, like, there's something else that can help me that's right. not me. Takes a lot of pressure off yourself. Yeah, it's almost unfair. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost unfair when you realize that because it's, like, I don't know. It just feels, like, kind of too good to be true in a really shitty way. Like, when yeah. you've gotten to a point where you're so, like, bad off and then you find something greater than you, it's, like, so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you need, it's it's important, though, to find a balance between, like, acknowledging that there's this power greater than you, but also that it's your responsibility to tap into that, you know? Right. Like, like your, your higher power is there whether you tap into it or not, but it's not active in your life unless mm-hmm. you are able to do what you need to do to tap into it. Right. And that's what, that's what I like so much about it, is the relationship. Yeah. It's not just God. It's me and God. It's a back and forth on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And he's not going to do shit for me if I don't put in work. And that's fair. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, like, one of the most fair things that I can think of ever, is that, like, there is literally, like, an all, all-knowing force... But he's just not going to feed me greatness. Like, I, as a human being, 
I have to work for that relationship. Yeah. And that's something I didn't get. Like, I thought, uh, when I was a kid, I thought that God was just like, you know, like Santa Claus. Like, I thought... Right, yeah. I didn't understand a relationship basis at all. Yeah. I guess one thing that I'm really interested in is that the relationship that we're talking about, that working to get in touch with that higher power and all that, like, I guess what I believe is that and I think that this is reflected in AA philosophy and a lot of religions is that in order to get in touch with that, you have to let go of the ego. Right. And tap into that, like, awareness that goes beyond the mind, you know? Yeah. And what do you mean by ego? Because I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. Um... So, so there's a huge misconception about what ego means. Yeah, the way that I use the word ego is it comes from the the comes from the the writings of Eckhart Tolle and it's basically basically characterized by attachment to like anything like any any sort of form. And by form I mean like like any sense of um, any false sense of self, like like your ego is built up around like your religion, your intelligence, your your race, your your body, your name, even like all of that is just they're just like pieces. Like anything that you say is like yours or mine. If I say like, my name, my race, like, anything that's mine, and I use that to identify myself, like, that's the ego. Right. It's just this sense of self that differentiates us from other people. Right. Do you think differentiation is important? I think it's part of human nature. I think that enlightenment comes from a lack of differentiation. I thought about this a lot, though, and you bring up a good point because, like, people, like, when I was a child and stuff, everyone was always, like... You were a child? <laughs> yes, I was oh, a child. Cool. Dude, me too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah no, when I, was, when I was younger, like, teachers and parents and stuff would always impress the importance of uniqueness and, like, yes. being your own individual self. And it's, I'm trying to find a way to balance that with the idea that every, like, like the spiritual belief that everything is one mm-hmm. and, like, we're not different from our neighbor and all that stuff. Right. So I don't really, I guess it's just one of those paradoxes that is true, you know? Yeah. Because I think both sides can be really dangerous. Yeah, for sure. You know, of course, the, the side of, being so of differentiating yourself from from someone else in terms of ego or differentiating your differentiating yourself from anything else living or inanimate um, comes with danger when uh, you know when you start to be selfish 
when you do right. things for yourself and not for others because you think that you are more important than that. Right, exactly. It's like it it's when it sense. hits when it hits that part when it hits a point of identifying what, with that differenceness and dif- differenceness dif- difference. I guess it's just difference. difference. Yeah. yeah, identifying with that difference and saying I'm better than someone else or I'm even I'm worse than someone else. Like either one of those is not the way you want to live right. your life. But like if you can just see our differences as part of human nature because each person right. does have an ego and each ego is different um, and that's what I mean by it can be dangerous on the other sense too if you completely ignore a difference and try and see things only as we are human and we are one you're denying an innate human nature yeah exactly you can't just that's right. why everyone like that's why I get so like annoyed when people are like talking about doing acid and like the death of ego and stuff. Like the death of ego is not a healthy thing. No. You know? I mean I believe that it's also just not a thing. Yeah, I believe that the true death of ego comes at death. Like right. when you're no longer in your human form. Right. And I think that's I think that's the only time when you can truly shed your ego. And when you're living in life, like, you have to embrace your ego. And, yeah. And this kind of gets into my beliefs of the afterlife, which is a whole other topic that we can talk about if you want. Um, but I don't really know what I believe, except that once we cease to exist on this earth, all that's, le- like, the question comes into play, what are we if not our ego? Right. And I think Eckhart Tolle does a good job of talking about this. He calls it the unmanifested, or being. And it's, bas- it's basically like, a way that one of my friends uh, uh, describes it is like, like there's a bowl of soup, alright? And each of us is like a spoonful of soup. But we're all just soup. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we're all just soup. We're all soup. Soup. Yeah. So I guess that kind of makes sense, you know? Just the idea that we're all the same thing, and we're all just, like, different spoonfuls of it. Who's eating? Who's what? Who's eating? Uh, our ego? I don't know. Yeah. We can, we can kind of bring it back around to the idea of... Like, you were talking about how you're... You... You're starting to, or you you believe, or you have you have a sense of faith now, mm-hmm. um, and that's great. Um, and I uh, I think that's a really important thing to have. Uh, and I'm wondering, and you don't have to go into this if you don't want to, but like, I know that a lot of people don't really know what to say, but I guess do you have any idea what you have faith in, like? Like, do you know, do you have a, a form that you're, like, attaching to? <clears throat> um, yeah, so for, like, a while, because in AA, like, obviously, spirituality is, like, the fucking point of it. Right. And for a while, I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, and then... I kind of just started believing in the abyss of something greater than me. Okay. Kind of just like 
almost like a spatial, like, how many senses do we have, like seven? How many what? Senses. Senses? Like eyes, touch. Five. Five. I kind of started believing it as in like a sixth sense. Okay. Just like the idea of, a, of another sense that isn't very tangible, but it's something else. And uh, and then, like, recently, as I've become, like, the relationship has intensified, um, I, it's a male. Okay. It's a male force, and if I really think about it, um, I can kind of visualize. And it's not a dude with skin. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a glowing figure. Okay. So when I think of it, it's it's just kind of like a, a very like knowing presence. Mm-hmm. And if I try and visualize it, it's kind of just a dude with a beard. So, yeah, when you say and like a glowing. knowing presence, does that... Im- I assume that implies that there's some sort of consciousness behind it. Like, not necessarily consciousness as we use the, the word now, but, like, yeah. some sort of... It's a like, thing. It's like it has, like, an the ability identity. to, like, know things and yes. make decisions. Yes. It's a and coherent identity. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because something, something I've struggled with is, like, my my idea of higher power right now is basically just truth mm-hmm. and like or whatever whatever the truth is is my higher power and i don't know if there's a consciousness behind it right. i mean no one does but like i don't know if i believe there's a consciousness behind it i think because because there are a lot of implications of that. It, it would imply that there is um, that there is an absolute morality, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I believe that. Um, it just it's a lot simpler than moral relativity. Um, well, I don't know about simpler, but it makes me happier, <laughs> you know, to believe that there's like a a good and an evil. And like, uh, you know. Yes. So, um, my higher power is more of a recent re- revelation. Yeah. For me. I also have a relationship with. A demonic presence. Okay. So it's kind of a duality thing. It is 100% a duality thing. Okay. When I was in the midst of addiction, if I had my phone, I could show you this. But I, I had a journal. Not really a journal. I wouldn't write in it, but I would draw in it. And when I was, like, really heavily... I, what I was using was Xanax. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I... You know, like, the analogy of the good wolf and the bad wolf? Yeah. And whichever one will survive is the one you will feed. Mm-hmm. I became enthralled with feeding the bad one. Okay. Because the things I was doing, I knew were bad. And I didn't want to change to that, but I didn't want to be bad. So, almost in the same way that it's freeing to surrender to a higher power, I surrendered to a lower power, (laughs) if you you will. Yeah. And that kind of took all the baggage off of my own guilt off of me because I was surrendering to a power greater than myself that I would kind of let take the blame for the shit that I was doing. Okay. And it felt really like it felt really f- like fucked up. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I could feel it. Mm-hmm. Like if I was sober, it was like not. I wouldn't have to. If I was sober, I wasn't doing shitty things. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> but as soon as I was as I was high, I would tap into that, and I would f- I would I would like feel it soaring through. Yeah, my ve- like my veins, and it was, it was energy filled with hatred, resentment, fear, and loathing in Las Vegas. No, <laughs> uh, you know, fear, deep fear. Yeah. Um. And, I would just like. Like it felt, it felt good. Mm. Not in a healthy way, but it felt good like I was like I was feeling this energy like it gave you kind of a sense of power power yeah like and that's an identification exactly instead of giving my power up it was like I felt power yeah I was feeding myself power you know that kind of like if you if you don't mind I'd like to share my own thoughts on duality and what I how I see it is like not that there is a divine good and a divine evil but that the divine is good, mm-hmm. and then the the ego is the evil. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like there is a sense of duality, but also it's not duality because it's not like it's not saying the two are equal. Right. And that's and that implies the moral that there is a an absolute morality because it implies that the higher power is what's right and the ego the. The mm-hmm. devil is what's wrong. Yeah. Yes. Um, like, could you see that that time, those times when you would be full of that hatred and fear? Could you, could you vibe with the idea that that's you identifying with your ego as opposed to your higher power? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Because that's why I felt so empowered. Yeah. Because the ego is a powerful. For sure. It's, the ego is intoxicating more than anything. Mm, yeah. It's what makes you feel like you are the only one. Yeah, and it makes you feel superior. Right. You know? um, and, you know, I in these days I have... I sometimes have... I don't hear a voice, but, like, I can... 
my higher power like can communicate with me. Right. For example, this isn't a real example. <laughs> if I see an old lady walking across the street, Jackson, me, I don't want to fucking help that bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm probably smoking. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy doing my own thing, which is way too yeah. important. Thinking about Just living on your own self will. Thinking about girls. Thinking about Travis Scott. Thinking about <laughs> Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Yeah. I will hear, kind of like, go help that person. Mm. And that's not me. Because honestly, Jackson on his own is not a good dude. Mm. And that's why... And that's not me shitting on myself or anything. Yeah, no, It's I, just I, because when I'm left to my own will... Yeah. It's not good. And I know you can say the same thing for yourself. Yeah. And pretty much anyone in AA, specifically AA, right. can say that. Is that if you're left with your own will, your own ego, you're not going to show up in the way that you want to show up. Mm-hmm. And I had... This is crazy people shit. <laughs> I had that communication with the demonic presence. Yeah. Like... I wouldn't act on it because I would be in jail right now. But, it, like, it was bad. Okay. It was like... Like, my girl, my girlfriend at the time... Like, she would do something minor that I wouldn't like. And, like, I would hear that presence being, like... Telling me, like, terrible things. Mm. Like, burn down her house. Yeah. Like, traumatize her... Traumatize her family... Shit. Shit like that. Yeah. And I didn't do that. Right. But I would feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be the first thing. Like, it was like I was normal, and then as soon as I felt any inclination of fear or resentment, like, that lower power rushed in. Yeah. Like, it was like, ding, fear, and then it was like, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking burn down the whole neighborhood. <laughs> Fuck this bitch. Yeah. Like... Just scary shit would happen. Right. And at the time, I thought it was just me being a fucked up dude, but looking back on it, you know, I'm a, I can be a bad person, but I don't have those thoughts about people. Yeah. Before I started using, like, I didn't have those thoughts about people. Mm-hmm. It was because I had surrendered to, to something that was really bad, and I was letting those things, like, flood my brain. Yeah. And, like, what I was talking about earlier is I had this journal... And I wish I could show it to you because, like, it looks scary in there. Yeah. Like, really bad. Yeah. Like, just pages of just, like, me writing fuck. Like, drawings of demons and, like, upside-down crosses and just, like... Oh, sure. And just, like... Like, just insane shit. Right. Like, crazy people's shit. <laughs> like, if I should, if, if this were to surface, they'd be like, oh, that dude's batshit insane. Yeah. Because I fucking was. Yeah. I was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would just, like, I'd write those things down. Yeah. Burn her house down. I probably have that in there. <laughs> like, just, like, furiously writing down this shit. Yeah. Like a fucking psychopath. And that is the most insane thing. I don't know if, I don't know how you're going to perceive this. Shoot. But the crazy thing about 
any sort of higher power, lower power, or any of that, regardless of if it is actually happening or not, the decision is all between my two ears. Mm. The decision yeah. to believe in anything ever is my brain's decision. Yeah. And so it's crazy to think that my brain can go to such a dark place, such a high place. Mm. Like, the possibilities of my brain are fucking mind-blowing. Of anyone's brain. Yeah. Because all that shit's in my head. <laughs> yeah. To an extent. Yeah. You know, like... I know what you mean. I'm just living... The way that anyone perceives the world is through their own brain. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think how my brain is today and how it was like two years ago. Completely different view of the world. Mm-hmm. It's just powerful, I think. Yeah. And something you, uh, something you said earlier brought up a thought when you were talking about that old lady crossing the street and like how... Like, the Jackson part of you wanted to be like, fuck that, you know, I'm not going to help her. Yeah. And then there was this other, like, what yeah. you described as kind of a divine voice saying, go help, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, what if I, what if I propose to you that the part of you that told you to go help is your true self. And that the ego, the Jackson part of you that you're so identified with sometimes, mm-hmm. that we're all so identified with sometimes, that's the illusion. That's the thing. That's the fake stuff. That's like a complete reversal yeah. of the original concept. What do you mean by original concept? No, not original. The, the original concept of that thought that I had. Oh yeah, yeah. Thinking that, the, the. Thinking that me, wanted to not help her, and that God wanted me to help her. It's just a complete reversal. Yeah. That I wanted to help her, and the ego didn't want to help her. Yeah, like the, something that, something I really like that Eckhart Tolle, talks about is. He like he basically proposes what I just said. He says that our like everybody's true self is that divine presence. And when the ego like when that illusion, that false sense of self comes into play, that's when like all like the fucking dividing forces between people come and like So when does God come into play? Well the idea is that God is not separate from us. We are God. Yeah. I am God. Yes. But not don't say that in a way that says my ego is God. Because we spend so much of our lives saying I and meaning our ego. Like when we say I am happy, your ego is feeling happiness. But when you say I am, just I exist, like that's just... That's your higher... That's... That's God. That's fucking... Divinity. So God is me. I mean, this is just one idea. 
And I don't get. Explain that idea more. Okay. So um, we're each, we're all God. Yes. But like, it's also everything. It's not just a human thing, you know. Right. Like. It's. I don't know. I would so really everything reckon- in any creation of ever. Is just naturally divine. Yes. Every every existence is is just pure. Is just is just pure. Yeah, and and, think- and any living things. Ego. That's the difference. Right. Well, think about this: like a tree. It's a living thing, mm. but it doesn't have an ego. Right. And that's why... Well, have you seen The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's why I think that so many people tend to, like, see nature as a higher power. Because it's, like, you can, you can perceive this... It's, like, it shows us what life would be like without ego. Ego, yeah. You know? Right. I think that's super powerful. And... I, I just I really like the idea that that God is both our true self and bigger than ourselves, you know. And it helps it helps when like you're having conflict with someone like that's not your true selves aren't at conflict because your true selves are the same. What's a conflict is your egos. Ego, right. Yeah. Pretty pretty trippy stuff, but I, it's I think it's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking for a while. If you want to wrap it up. Yeah, man, that sounds good. Um... Thanks for having me on. I, I like. Uh, I think it went really well, and uh, I hope that this isn't the only time. Yeah, for we sure. Get dude. together. You've been a great guest, and um, I'm sure that you'll be on again for another episode. Thanks so much for coming on. We had a great talk here today. Um, yeah. So come back next time. We'll be talking about some more great shit. Um, see you guys later.